And now to help introduce our fantastic new burger, the one with ketchup, here he is, coming in by parachute. My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stunt, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Big Cass, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realest guys in the room, how you doing? I am Smack Talker Skywalker, and I got a mic saber for a hater. And what do you know? We got a couple haters, couple haters. You two are so ugly. Tears run down the back of your head to avoid your face. They don't. We didn't come here to play no games. Devon, I see the way you're staring at us. Well, let me tell you something. You want to play games? I'll connect for that dome piece. I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab. And I'll put that lazy eye right back to work. than you had all day. Fall back like a hairline. Because Big Cass will serve you to slop jalops any time of the day, breakfast like IHOP. Hit you in a haymaker, pancaker, and drop you like a deuce. Welcome to the Phone Nelson Press Podcast, episode 34, Raw After Mania 2016 edition. I am the creator of the PhoneNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with one of the new playable characters in Gears of War 4, Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the PhoneNelsonPress.com on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how's that WrestleMania hangover? I'm surprised I could even... Now, wait, are we talking about the hangover or the WrestleMania hangover? Doesn't matter, man. There's been a lot going on, man. Like, we've covered so much wrestling. I should have called into work. I was hurting. And not because WrestleMania took 15 and a half hours. Oh, my God. If you haven't done it yet, go back and listen to the WrestleMania 33, uh, or I guess our the Full Nelson Press episode 33, and we cover all of WrestleMania's sour goodness. Here's the best part. Our WrestleMania 32 
show was our number 33 show. And I didn't fuck it up once through the entire show. I know. Show. I tried really hard. I can't say Rock or Brock, but I can say 33, 32. We all know after Mania comes probably the best Raw of the year. Am I wrong? I think this is the wrestling show for the fans. They even acknowledge it. Right away, they come out and say this is kind of the bizarro world of the crowd where the crowd chants for the heels and boos for the faces. It's really cool that WrestleMania has now – or I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> so much WrestleMania, man. Uh, the WWE has embraced this crazy culture of the Raw after Mania, which is awesome. Now, do you think that it embraces it, or do you think they tried to call out the crowd right away to make the crowd feel like, oh, well, now they're just, now they, like, like it, you know, and they're not going to cheer as loud. That's what I got from it. They just wanted to make sure the crowd didn't hijack them, which there were some times where the crowd did hijack Raw still. Uh, I think they just have to try to, if if they fight it more, it just makes them look bad. Write a better show, and they won't do it. Speaking of writing a better show, man, what an amazing Raw. I have not seen a Raw this enjoyable in a long time. Things happened. Yeah, a lot of things happened in the favor of the fans. Fun writing here. I don't know, maybe. I, and here's my big thing, like, watch next week's Raw just fucking tank. They go right back oh, to yeah. how it was. But there was something different about tonight's Raw. Yep, absolutely. So let's get into it. So right away, Vince opens it up, uh, talks about how he got his uh, envelope from that lockbox. What's in the box? We'll never see what's in the box, man. It's that envelope. We'll never know what was in it. It could have been Pokemon cards. We don't know. So you're trying to tell me, like, the Ruby, the Sapphire, all the hidden Pokemons are probably in that box, Brandon? Uh, the cards of them, yeah, probably. You don't know what you're talking about. You talking about Pokemon is like me talking about anything sports-related. Pika? Pika? Stop it. Shit! <laughs> is that how it goes? That's exactly it. You have it. Yeah, I know four Pokemon. Pikachu. All right. Charizard. All right. Bulbasaur. Okay. I know three Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's that's in a, your face. At least two more than I thought you knew. Uh, Team Rocket. Does that count? They're not the cards, but they're the people. Go to the judges. Do you allow it? They allow it. It's a Pokemon. So Vince says that he's glad to see that his grandson had uh, lost. It did tuck at his heart that uh, that he did lose to The Undertaker. The fans start chanting, and Vince right away again acknowledges how crazy and nutty the crowd is after Mania. Tells everyone that tonight's Raw is going to be one that we'll never forget, which was kind of cool. Picked up my interest there. And then Shane shuffles out uh, with a big ugly bruise on his face. He looked like he was hurting. Yeah. You're going to hurt the next day. Like, I mean, there's times where I slide into second in softball, and I'm like, the next day, well, I can't walk. Imagine falling off, like, a two-story high, like, ladder. Or, I mean, a cage. Right. And be like, yeah, up. Well, I'll go to work the next day. Vince even says that he's, he's like, I expected you to be in the hospital. And says he just wanted to come here and do two things. Number one, he wanted to shake Vince's hand. Number two, he wanted to thank all the fans. Shane gets emotional. The crowd just erupts for him. All the feels are all over the place. He starts strutting back after thanking everybody. And then Vince tells the crowd not to enable him. That was kind of a funny part. You could really tell, tell the, the father-son relationship there. But then uh, he decides Vince has a turn of heart. and decides just for tonight only uh, Shane McMahon is going to run Raw, almost like WrestleMania didn't even matter. 
And right there is where I was just like, that's where the bad writing comes in. And that's where your writers literally just have to throw their hands up like, they won't get that. Yes, we will. You mean we could have skipped seven hours of wrestling and been okay? We could have just skipped that and gone right to Raw? I didn't know. And then the question mark theme throughout the night. What did he really accomplish? So they just kind of hint here and there like, oh, this match was set up by Shane. Bullshit. You're telling me the Shane O'Mac comes struggling out here like he could barely walk. And then as soon as he goes backstage, he just starts booking it and just starts running around booking different fucking matches. Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't insult my intelligence. That's basically what they did. We go right to commercial. We come right back and we find out it's the tag team championship, the New Day versus the League of Nations. This was set up by Shane. Did he just go back there and be like, give me the New Day. Give me everybody but Barrett. And just set up this match. Again, nothing memorable. New Day wins. Uh, The only thing memorable about this was everything that happened after the actual match. You knew it was coming, you know, because they set it up so poor. You know, I was like, really? Like, they're kicking Barrett out? Like, maybe they'll do a Barrett-Sheamus feud. Barrett will get his chance to run his mouth against the League of Nations, talk about how he's better than all of them, and I'd be fine with that. Sheamus and Del Rio and um, Rusev decide in turn on Barrett, end up bro-kicking him and then sending him out of the ring. Then we're getting Enzo and Cass chance here, but that's not what we get. The Wyatt family comes out again, and they just beat down the League of Nations, but what's it matter, man? We just see these guys just, they just ate finishers left and right at the fucking, the night before. What do I care about the Wyatt family? If you want the Wyatts to get over, they basically can't lose ever, 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 ever again. Yeah, they clear the ring, and the crowd actually chants, thank you, Wyatts, and then we just go to commercial break like none of it even mattered why wouldn't they introduce sister abigail oh and be i know. like like have wyatt be like you know i'm having but he wouldn't say it like me he'd say it more cool and dangerous but he'd be like oh, i'm having some problems can't get my <laughs> head in the game so i'm gonna bring my sister now because she's the only one that can straighten me out and then here comes Bo Dallas in a in a dress put Paige out there no that new Sarah Lee girl, her, she's got this crazy smile to her. She's always smiling all the time. I think she would be the perfect fit for the Wyatt family. And guess who's been saying that, too? This podcast. All right. Yeah, partner. Then after the commercial break, we get to see Renee Young is trying to catch up with Vincent Van, who apparently just doesn't care anymore. It's the raw after Mania. Might as well just go home early. He gets in his limousine saying he doesn't care. This is just going to be a disaster and a one-time thing, and he's not confident in Shane McMahon. Obviously, they're trying to make it go the other way around. Uh, we then cut back to the ring, and we see Summer Rae. She is just talking smack, throwing some shade down on her WrestleMania team, and then singles out uh, Sasha Banks on her loss. This sets up Sasha Banks versus Summer Rae. Yeah, and that was sort of a letdown. Like, it happened. It did happen. It certainly was a match that happened. You know, I mean, Summer Rae and Sasha had a pretty cool match in NXT once. This match has the potential to be match of the year the same way every match (laughs) has the potential to be (laughs) match of the year. It'll probably be fifth in the voting. Right. Uh, Sasha Banks wins. Good for her. Then, right before we get to go to commercial again, we get to see that Apollo Crews is debuting on Raw tonight. WTF with this. (laughs) Why tell us? Yeah. Just have him come out. Have Tyler Breeze come out and be like, I'll challenge anyone who is here to a match. And then... You sucked the whole surprise factor out of that by doing that consult. 
they don't surprise us anymore. They just they just stop surprising us. It was cool to see Apollo Crews, but also I don't know why you're calling him up. Yeah. He better not be called up completely. I think he's called up completely. He's done. Because he wrestled on SmackDown. Did you see that? No, but good for him. So he'll he'll never get his his match with Finn Balor. I guess they're just gonna put the kibosh on that. He's not ready for the main roster though. The match itself was dumb. Uh, all it was really there to do was just uh, show all of Apollo's moves. Yeah. It sucks for Tyler Breeze, man. He just just can't get a break. Apollo Cruz wins surprise. Uh, next, then we have the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns comes out to a very hostile crowd. Still, yeah, still. He says he's not the bad guy. He says he's not the good guy. He's just the guy. Continues to get booed, and then he announces that uh, he's just gonna have an open challenge tonight, as if Triple H is not gonna request a rematch. Yeah. Who comes out? Who was the first one out? First one comes out is Jericho. And I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, me too. I was like, man, I really don't want it to be Jericho and Roman Reigns at Payback. That's And then AJ Styles comes out. That's super cool. Followed by Kevin Owens and then finally Sami Zayn. So cool to see all five of them in the ring. Owens and Sami Zayn just can't stay in a ring together more than five seconds. They just start brawling, uh, which follows suit by AJ Styles and Jericho. I don't know if they're just teasing people with that. and Like, you know you want it, but we're going to wait. And we'll see it later throughout the night. I think that's going to be one of the matches we're going to see starting at Payback uh, is going to be Owens versus Sami Zayn, which is cool. Good. Maybe Payback will be worth it. Yeah, I think it will be. Otherwise, I'm going to pay WWE back. No, they're going to pay me back. There you go. Pay me back. Sami Zayn ends up sending Owens out. Then we get to see some brief uh, stare down between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Sami then jumps out of the ring and attacks Owens. Jericho then throws AJ Styles out of the ring. We get some more boos as Roman Reigns spears Jericho, and that's just how this segment ends. Yeah, I was, it left me wanting more. More of everything going around the ring, uh, not what was going on inside the ring. We get to see Roman Reigns walking backstage. Shane walks up and congratulates him on becoming champion. Uh, Shane then announced we're going to have Jericho versus Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Styles for a number one contendership for the main event. Super cool. Uh, this is really turning out to be a Raw that is getting better and better as the night goes. Next, we have Baron Corbett versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, right? And Corbin actually came out and did a promo. And I was like, yeah, he's still in the little work. It was better than anything I've seen in NXT, I'll tell you that. I think maybe he just yeah. was getting hyped, or maybe Vince is like, go out there and do something. The match was all right. It was cool. Like, Baron Corbin's up on the main roster now, so that's, yeah. that's fine. He's been down there long enough, you know. Like, I think he's fine. He'll do okay up there. It's like introduction night. We have Ziggler losing, Tyler Breeze losing, just left and right. We're just having some of the people on the roster just losing to these new upper commoners. So not a lot of fun for the people who actually were in WrestleMania, but oh well. The match itself was good. It ends with a double countout. So maybe we're going to see Baron Corbin versus Ziggler at Payback. I don't know where they're going. Baron Corbin's character yet. Uh, I'm scared for him being up on the main roster because there really isn't going to be no direction with him. And once he starts getting into that mid-card where Kevin Owens kind of sat for a little bit, I feel like he's just going to get angry. And he's just... I don't see Baron Corbin staying very long. I see him leaving in a heated rage some point in his career. Really? Yeah, I do. I can see it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I can. I can see it happening. And maybe it's just what I saw for Breaking Ground, but it, yeah, exactly, whatever. 
next, Zack Ryder comes down to the ring. This was kind of funny. Lillian Garcia starts uh, announcing it as it's an IC title match between Zack Ryder and The Miz. One of the stage crew members starts smacking on the ring to, and telling her to stop. Right in the middle of her entrance, this distracts her, so she just goes quiet and then gets out of the ring and starts getting into a heated argument with the crew member. You can just barely see this going on off camera because she's totally in the fucking wrong. It totally spoils it that we're getting Zack Ryder versus The Miz. So Zack comes out, does a promo, and surprise, surprise, Miz comes out. Yep, that is definitely... She's the worst. She is. I do like JoJo and uh, Brandy Rhodes. They kind of take yeah. turns on pay-per-views, and they're both very enjoyable to listen to. Face the facts, Lillian. You are just slipping. Make another album. Just leave. Yeah. Goodbye. No love for Lillian. Ryder did get some You Deserve It chance. Good for him. He talks about some stories, shows a picture of him with uh, Scott Hall holding uh, Scott Hall's title and then vice versa in a later photo from the night before. Which was cool. Yeah, really cool. Good for Zack Ryder. I definitely get that framed in my office next to my internet belt. This oh, right. <laughs> sets up Zack Ryder versus Miz for the IC title. Uh, the match itself was so-so. Uh, Miz ends up going outside of the ring and starts talking smack with Zack Ryder's dad. They go back and forth. Zack Ryder's dad pushes Miz. Uh, this gives Zack Ryder the upper hand to throw Miz back into the ring and they start wrestling. Then out of nowhere we see Maurice walk through back by the commentating tables, come up to Zack Ryder's dad and they start getting in an argument and she slaps Zack Ryder's dad, giving Ryder the distraction and Miz getting a roll-up pin, becoming the new IC title champion. I think this is now his third, maybe sixth time as IC champion. Good job for the Miz. But the coolest part, Miz poses with Maurice like, yeah, she's right? part of it. She's back on the roster, man. I'm pretty sure she is. I mean, I like it, and I think she's good to be there. Yes. She'd work out fine. Some side notes. Total Divas. It looks like Alicia Fox and Rosa Mendez are out the door. They will not be on the next season of Total Divas. They are bringing back Naomi. They will also be adding Renee Young, Lana, and Maurice to the Total Divas cast. Oh, thank God. Also, probably the Bella Twins, I think we're going to get to their farewell season here relatively soon now that they're both uh, retired. We can't get the farewell season of all of it completely? Shut up, Pete. There are some enjoyable moments. There isn't one enjoyable moment from Total Diva. That's not true. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd have some really good banter in one episode. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Moving on. We get a commercial break, and we come back to see Lita. She's standing with almost the entire women's division. This was okay to a point. I think the crowd ruined this for me. Yeah, they kind of did. They went a little too hard for no reason. At the beginning, but then I think yeah. they kind of realized what ha was going on here. Yeah. To set it up, Lita just kind of introduced the title again. The, she introduced Charlotte. Charlotte comes down, holds the title with the rest of the women there, and just kind of starts trying to thank just the fans for giving them that opportunity that night. And the crowd just turns. They start chanting Bailey, start doing some Bailey songs like they did at NXT. I think everyone was just excited. And then it just starts going quiet. And then they just start turning into a women's wrestling chant, which it's just bad timing. Cause when they start finally getting behind Charlotte, cause she's trying to do this. Thank you promo. She then turns it from a thank you to a heel promo. Just when they start cheering for her. Yeah. They messed up. Yeah. Half the crowd needed to chant like, Hey, crowd you fucked up <laughs> half, the, half the crowd should have chanted at the other half like you messed up no we did it jvl even said it was rude but yeah charlotte jen just starts getting cockier with her promos then just starts like alienating all the rest of the wrestlers so all the women just start leaving this gives natalia the chance to get a mic and starts talking smack to charlotte 
So she's getting one last run at it or what? Stop saying one last. Don't listen to Corona. She has many more years in the Divas division. No, he's the one running it. <laughs> Sorry, but, like, let's be honest. How much does Natalia have left? She's been there forever, and with all this new talent coming out. Sorry, it's just like a sports team. She's not that old. But she's not that useful anymore. They've ruined her character. No, they haven't. Thank you, Total Divas. Sorry, if she was never on Total Divas, she might have had a chance. She's 33 years old. Really? Yes. Wow, she does not look 33. <laughs> no, she, okay, I'll give you that. But yeah, she is only 33 years old, Pete. She still has a good couple years of wrestling. This is not like her farewell. Unless, like, I can't wait to see that Total Divas episode where Corona's like, all right, so we're setting you up for a retirement match. Yeah. Natalia's going to be like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm not retiring. You're too old. I'm 33. We're then given a uh, video package from Puerto Rico where we see Primo and Epico. I guess the Lost Matadors are done. Going right back to that gimmick, I don't know what's going to do other than just be filler for the rest of the awesome tag teams that we're getting uh, right now. Yep, this is spoilers. Speaking of tag teams, our next match is for a tables match. The Usos versus the Dudley Boys. This match wasn't that bad. It was better than WrestleMania's match, so I'll give it that. The Usos both jumped off the barriers to take down the Dudleys. That was a cool spot from this. They really just kind of went back and forth. It wasn't too much of an enjoyable match other than, you know, the tables themselves being at play. That was about it. Otherwise, you get the Usos doing their kicks yep. over and over and over and over again. The Usos set up the Dudley Boys on the, the tables. They both jump off the top ropes to put the Dudleys through it. Dudley Boys roll off the tables just inside. Both Usos go through the tables. The bell rings, and the Dudley Boys just get really pissed because they're just like, that's not how it works. So they pick them up and throw them through the table, and they're like, now you can ring it. They're still just complaining about how the end of the match went and start shuffling off, and then the music hits. Cass, get called up. You soft, you lazy. Oh, he's awesome. And what did he do? Killed it. Enzo basically solidified himself, backing up what everyone's been saying, that he is one of the best talkers in the WWE. Oh, absolutely. He put the Dudley boys to shame. It was awesome. Uh, some of the highlights from this was uh, Enzo saying that they're so ugly that when they shed tears, the tears roll off the back of their heads. You ugly. Uh, how you doing? Uh, the other one was uh, saying, <laughs> going to put D uh, Devon's lazy eye back to work. That was just comedic gold. Oh, my God. It was so good. But when he got done with, like, one of them, it was the first thing he said. He just goes, you ugly. And then just turned and, like, walked around the ring, like, all cocky. And I was like, oh, it's so good. No Carmella, though, which is kind of disappointing. I feel like that that's a whole big thing, and Carmella could totally be managing on Raw and still wrestling on NXT. That wouldn't be yep. a hard thing to accomplish, but oh well. Dudley Boys finally are fed up with all these awesome burns and run up to the ring just to say fuck it and walk right back to the backstage as uh, Cass calls him soft. How does he say it, Pete? <sighs> we only got one word to describe you. And I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Thank you for coming up finally. 
Uh, now, before Enzo and Cash came out, we did go to a commercial break, and when we came back to that, before Enzo and Cash actually came out, we had an interview with Sami Zayn uh, with Renee Young. He starts talking about his last night at WrestleMania and his upcoming Fatal 4-Way match. Right in the middle of this, Owens attacks Sami Zayn, and, and then they announce... He powerbombs Zayn through a table. Don't skim over that. Okay, yeah. Let's get back to the fact that they went back to a glorious time where backstage interviews were interrupted by a rival and they threw him through things. Thank you, Kevin Owens, for bringing him back. And he powerbombs him through the table. Awesome. They have all three of the four original entrances come out, Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, and Kevin Owens. And then they announce the replacement... The Swiss Superman, Cesaro, comes out in a, in a beautiful suit, rips it off, and he is good to go. What an amazing match. This Fatal 4-Way was awesome. The only thing I have to say is he keeps hashtagging the professional. So, like, a proper businessman, which I think Cesaro can rock. Yeah. I think his music needs to change a little bit, though. Yes. Just a little, like a little more subtle, like a little more like cool. Could like come out with your sunglasses, you know, and your suit jacket. Like be all like cool and professional. And I think that'd be a sweet moniker for him. What about just getting rid of the, the initial sirens in the beginning? I think it goes too hard. He wants to be this professional, but then he comes out and he does this piston punch in the air, and I'm like, ah, never mind. It's actually kind of cool too. I'm like whatever, Cesaro, you rock. Man, was he on fire tonight. He was throwing everyone around. It was so cool to see him in the ring with uh, Kevin Owens, which we've seen before. First time getting to see him with AJ Styles in the WWE ring. Uh, and then having Chris Jericho in there as well definitely helped. Really felt like a main event. Like, we haven't yeah. had something like that in a long fucking time. What a great match. Let's just be honest that WWE can survive without doing the stupid Roman Reigns being a main eventer. Yeah. Or, you know, like, it proves that Fans like wrestling, which I have been saying for a long time. If you give the fans a good wrestling match to watch, they will be happy. No John Cena or Roman Reigns other than a brief promo he had. Neither of them had a match tonight. Still a spectacular Raw. It proved that the roster, the people that lost to all those fucking part-timers the night before, can put on an amazing show and give you a Raw that I would be willing to come back to week in, week out, and watch three hours. No Taker, no Lesnar, no, no Ambrose, no, no Triple H, and they still tore it up. And who... Is the new number one contender? All right. All right. AJ Styles ends up winning. I guess Jericho does this code breaker on Styles, picks up Styles and starts trash talking to him. Uh, Styles unloads and nails a bunch of his punches and kicks, does the Styles clash, and becomes a number one contender. Going to be great to see AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns at Payback. You got to be excited for that, Pete. Oh, I'm stoked. Which either means they're going on the formula of face versus face, because WWE, you know, like NXT, they do it all the time, right. and it works. Or Reigns is finally going to turn heel. 
I do like WWE is finally, and maybe they're learning it from NXT, and you're right, fan base first fan base. That's just how you have to play it from now on, because people can turn face to heel. It's not a big deal anymore. It's really just fan base first fan base, and that's what gets, I think, your social media being more active, uh, being people being more invested into the matches and the current storylines is just no longer putting it like Roman Reigns versus Sheamus. There is not a huge fan base for Sheamus, and there's not a big fan base for Roman right now as much as you'd want there to be, or at least a vocal fan base. Uh, so having something like AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, two different fan bases that people can get behind, it's going to be a great match. Yep. What do you want to grade Raw? Uh, B+. Plus. I'm going to give it an A, just because it was just great. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I didn't want it to end. It was so good. I mean, I'll give it a B plus just for the fact of some of the writing was still sloppy, but uh, it was overall awesome. Dud of the night, Pete. <laughs> Paige being Paige. Just leaning up against the rope during that whole thing. She looked bored. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what happened to you? You were so ungrateful. I will go with Tyler Breeze, listen to Apollo Crews, and just there's no stock anymore in that character. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Stud of the night. Uh, I think we all know. <laughs> Mr. Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore absolutely stole the show. Uh, it was awesome. Cass, I don't know, man. I've seen better promos from him. It kind of felt like he was kind of shaken up uh, in the ring, but Enzo felt right at home. I got to go with you. Stud of the night, definitely. Enzo does all the talking. Cass does a couple fillers here and there. But there's a time Enzo broke his leg, so Cass was by himself. And he had a rivalry with Aiden English, and he was fine. So he can talk. I'm not worried about it. Oh, I've seen him talk. I just felt like he was just shaken up tonight. Probably just too amped. Maybe. A sour note here. Vaude Villains debuting on SmackDown. Feeling very similar to Tyler Breeze, man. This is what's stupid. You do not do that. That, I think, is a slap to the Vaudevillain's face. They are an awesome tag team. They are awesome in the ring. But, yeah, when I heard they were debuting on SmackDown, I'm like, that fucking sucks. I'm going to record SmackDown and watch it because I love the Vaudevillains. I want to see their entrance and everything. It won't be memorable because it's on SmackDown. Yep. We're not going to have another show again until after Payback. Just because we're going to kind of do shows differently now, if you haven't noticed. We're just going to do kind of events instead of doing every Raw and just repeat ourselves every week. So let's do a little bit of some payback predictions from what we've seen uh, from tonight. Uh, We can kind of guess that we're going to have the Wyatt family versus the League of Nations. Uh, Who do you think is going to win that one at payback? Wyatt's. I think that they're going to start billing them as unstoppable. They need to. I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes the League of Nations winning this, but I, I want it to be the Wyatt family. Yeah. And next, the Dudley Boys versus Enzo and Cass is probably going to be a thing coming up in the next pay-per-view. Uh, if Enzo and Cass lose to the Dudley Boys, <laughs> I fucking quit. You cannot do that. You know Enzo and Cass are winning. Uh, women's championship will probably be Charlotte versus Natty. Charlotte's just going to win this. They're probably just putting more stock into Charlotte here, but I, I expect it to be a good match. Yeah, I am too. They had a good match at Roblox, so I, it's not the fact that I'm hating that it's Natty. It's just the fact that, no, it's just not going to win. It's pointless. Next. The big main event, the championship for the WWE Championship, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. What do you think is going to happen here, Pete? I think Reigns turns heel, but you know what? No, I don't think Reigns is going to turn heel. I think it's just going to be a match, period. <laughs> Reigns wins. 
I want to hype this match up. So let's say in the middle of the match, uh, AJ Styles uh, ends up getting Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows comes comes in to help. If that happens, it will be so cool. Bullet Club will be there. That'd be sweet. Do I think it's gonna happen? No. no. Okay, so let's up it even more. Let's get you super hype. <laughs> you can try. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson come in and they just start beating down Roman Reigns. And then what do we hear? Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose come in because there's rumors Seth Rollins is in the Performance Center and getting better. He could be back in a month, and we see Bullet Club versus Shield at Extreme Rules, the next pay-per-view. I don't think they'll ever get back together. Not yet. It's too soon, but that'd be awesome. But yes, Bullet Club versus the Shield be the summer feud of 2016. I'm calling it. That'd be awesome. Uh, but it won't be the case. We'll see Roman Reigns leaving nope. as a face, and he'll be booed out of the building for a yep. uh, fourth month in a row. Roman wins clean. But uh, that is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 34, Raw After Mania 2016 edition. Uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling. <laughs>